But you know what? I thought you were mysterious like my mother until it turned out the mysterious just meant depressed, all right? Hard to reach. I mean, I'm dying here. I don't like going out. You know that I get anxiety when I have to meet people. You know how hard that is. Everything you touch turns to shit! Like King Midas' idiot brother. Jesus. But if you two aren't the biggest pair of fuck-ups I've ever met in my entire life... Hey everyone, this is episode 5 of Give Us a Second, our uh, special mini-show series as part of the greatest moments in the history of forever family. That's right. Not The universe. Just, yeah. <laughs> we we bitched so much about universes, and yeah. we have our own. There always needs to be like a, a little spin-off. No one can ever just settle for the main right. thing. And... For episode five, we are starting what will likely be a three or four part series on Twin Peaks. Five or six or seven or eight. (laughs) Twin Peaks, The Return. And you're like, well, why? If it has to be multiple parts, why not just do a full episode? And it's like, well, we understand that most of you probably (laughs) have not been watching Showtime's Twin Peaks revival as of yet. I don't think the interest is high amongst the listeners of this show. And so we wanted to break up our thoughts on it, and there's a lot to dissect. Th- I think we could do multiple full-length episodes, and we would not be able to right. uh, cover everything. So, Twin Peaks, The Return, Part 1, I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And let's get this thing going. Did we not introduce ourselves? No, we did not. Uh, <clears throat> so, Twin Peaks, you know, originally aired... In the early 90s on CBS, uh, started with a two-hour movie, TV movie, basically, yeah. as the pilot. Uh, it had a short, like, what, eight episodes, six episodes? Nine episodes, I, th- I believe. Was it nine for the first so. season? And then uh, kind of a full-length uh, 20-something episode, <laughs> season two. Kind of ended overkill. on a cliffhanger. Kind of, yeah, I would say. Then, <laughs> then they go to a... Movie the next year, Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me, which, of course, does not really address the cliffhanger at the end of Twin Peaks. Instead, it serves as like a prequel to the original show, and then abruptly, we've abandoned come to the an world end for 25 <laughs> years. And, you know, a few years ago, co-creators David Lynch and Mark Frost announced that they're bringing the show back. It's going to be on Showtime. A lot of behind-the-scenes drama to get it done. They end up with 18 episodes that premiered uh, a few weeks ago. Well, at this point, like two months ago on Showtime. We're recording this as part of, you know, during the show. We don't, we haven't seen all of the episodes yet. We're probably going to get more into specifics about what we've seen thus far in part two of this series, which will, you know, be released at some point. So keep an eye out for that on our iTunes feed. But for now, I kind of wanted to talk about our relationships with Twin Peaks coming into this revival and what our feelings and expectations were and then how those you know, immediately shifted after the first few episodes of the revival. And then, you know, as we go along further down the line with Parts two and three of this series, maybe four. Pro- I think we could probably limit it to three. Yeah. 
<laughs> Although there's a lot to say. So who knows? Yeah, who knows? So we're going to try to record uh, part two before the series ends. Uh, I think the finale is going to be a two-part thing uh, on Labor Day weekend. And then somewhere at sometime after that, probably you know a good few weeks or a month or so after that, we might finally release our part three, which will be like our final thoughts. Or will they be? <laughs> yeah, that's true. We don't know. <laughs> the third part of this uh, mini-sode series will end on a cliffhanger. <laughs> It'll just be <laughs> like just a five-second episode of us <laughs> simultaneously going, what the fuck? <laughs> then we'll do like a full episode that's a prequel to this mini-sode <laughs> series. So let's kick it off by talking about our uh, experience with the original show and Firewalk with me. When did you first uh, enter the world of Twin Peaks? Only like five years ago. Uh, well, basically, when it became available to stream on Netflix. Yeah, I I probably beat you by a few years, but I also got it via Netflix. But it was the individual discs. Oh. I was having discs During that era mailed to me yeah. probably in like what year is this? Probably about like ten years ago. Yeah, I would say it was probably about like two thousand seven or so. I know when I had first met you in two thousand nine, you had you would reference Twin Peaks and stuff. So yeah, I did not watch Fire Walk with me though until probably about four or five years later. Yeah. I st- I specifically did not watch it because I had heard it was terrible and didn't really answer anything. But it, yeah, but I love that movie, though. Yeah, yeah, I right. do too, but I had heard... I, yeah. I used to be much more, like, close-minded to things. If I heard, like, something was bad and it was a, in relation... Especially in this very specific instance, it was in relation to something that I loved that I knew other people loved and some of those other people were like, yeah, you don't need to watch the movie. It's not great. Well, Twin Peaks is definitely something that uh, it's not really... How can you accept other people's opinions about it? I feel like it affects people in different ways. Like, I've talked to people that only really liked like the quirkiness of the show. So, like people like that would have no interest in Fire Walk With Me, which is much more of just like the horror dark <laughs> straight incest yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i i think my relationship the first go round with the show was probably uh, a bit more superficial than it would become later yeah i was highly invested in the question of you know who killed laura palmer yeah and that kind of like the the serial drama. I of was it. really drawn to well, just how much was going on. I loved that it was like it's weird, it's dark, it's funny, it's like charming, it's quirky. I I loved the aesthetic of it too, set in the Pacific Northwest. I think that first pilot episode, like you said, that's it's like a two hour movie basically. I mean, if we're ranking all time just media favorite things, that's that's up there for me, like including movies episodes of tv that's like right near the top of my list yeah it's a pretty close to perfect tv pilot um i think like lynch and frost weren't really sure what was gonna happen with this no especially because it's like you always hear like the story about how the character bob was cast which is just like 
David Lynch or like walked into a room and wasn't expecting him to be in there and he was and it like spooked him a little bit or something and then he asked him <laughs> if he was an actor and he was like, "Uh yeah, I act." He was just like a set. Yeah, I think person. he was like a sound guy yeah. or a like uh or something. And he kind of, you know, ends up being like the main villain basically. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like <laughs> Twin Peaks is like so unlike anything else where it's right. like, well, there is really no yeah <laughs> there's Not, really no one anything really yeah, yeah. there's no one i mean i guess you could say like uh cooper's like the main hero but it's like even in the pilot you don't even meet him until like almost Halfway a half through. hour into it it's like you know it's kind of it, it, it's so many things at once i mean it's like a parody of the primetime soaps that were big of that era and uh it's kind of like a take on like a procedural type show but it's also right. this almost like a precursor to the x-files too like the idea of like uh fbi investigating paranormal things yeah um it, it, it's got so much going on and then like the just truly bizarre uh almost science fiction supernatural stuff mixed in with kind of that certain kind of take on things that like only make sense in like david lynch films and just a really good mystery too for a while like the first season and the first half of the second season i mean i i couldn't figure it out (laughs) yeah uh, (laughs) i think recently you were kind of revealing some of your own yeah naivete to the horrors of the world when it comes to twin peaks things funny yeah like (laughs) when yeah, I mean, just to get into it. Well, I guess I shouldn't spoil what the. No, I mean, okay. Well, we're not. We're gonna try not to spoil too much from the, the revival, the current new thing in this particular episode. But I, I, I feel like the original series and okay, Firewalk so with if me you have are, any are up for grabs. Just yeah, shut it off. But yeah, so I could not understand that a dad would be like raping his daughter it, it didn't make sense to me like, that it could even be possible like, <laughs> you're like well it can't be your dad because yeah that's her dad yeah so that <laughs> wouldn't happen so obviously leland's not a suspect <laughs> uh, yeah and that and that ties into something going on in the current season as well which we'll get to uh, probably in part two or three or something, we'll we'll, we'll probably get into it's like a mamas and papas situation <laughs> almost. <laughs> Wait, who? Is Laura that... and her dad? Yeah. No, I mean I don't really feel like Laura and her dad was semi consensual. <laughs> <Yeah, no. laughs> um. So you know we live in this era, and we've talked about it before. You know, nothing is ever really over. People's nostalgia is seemingly more valuable than anything else. And, you know, obviously Hollywood is reticent to trust new brands. And anytime anything comes in with a built-in audience, you know, it's more likely to be greenlit, which is why we have so many sequels and prequels and reboots, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And, you know, a lot of TV shows over the last couple of years have gone through these uh, revivals. And this has worked nicely as a little bit of the... It's part of the whole... Because normally I'm the person here raging against bringing everything back. Like I'm always preaching for we need original content. But this is kind of a middle finger to, I guess for lack of a better word, the studio idea of a revival. Yeah. Well, 
certainly what we get with the Twin Peaks return is not the nostalgia tour that you would yeah. expect from these kind of things. So, you know, it comes out that they're going to bring this back. It's going to be, you know, 18 parts on Showtime. And it, it, it the behind-the-scenes delays of, like, Lynch temporarily leaving and then, you know, coming back and then, like, kind of fighting a little bit about the budget and how many episodes and all these different things and yeah, know, the, some of the, the actors pre-drama. getting involved with the drama, like... That only kind of served to build this anticipation. I mean, we were expecting this a year and a half ago, and and they even chose like once everything was filmed and it was finally starting to come out. Even the pre-promotional tour was very weird because it's like they're just like putting up kind of vague billboards, places, and like the trailers reveal nothing. They almost didn't even come out until like. Right before the show was being released. Yeah, I mean, from what I understand, it's like nobody saw any of this 40 hours worth of footage that Lynch shot except himself. And he edited these episodes together, basically. And, you know, he basically got everything he wanted, which was like Final Cut and to, to run this show. And, you know, Showtime's involvement was pretty minimal. It was kind of a big mystery as to what we were going to see i mean we left off in the in the story with um our hero dale cooper played by kyle mclaughlin he's kind of trapped in the black lodge and you know some uh, a popular character audrey horn was in a bank that exploded and we didn't know (laughs) if she was alive or dead and all these different things were happening and it kind of gets cut off and so now here we are 25 years later uh, obviously, this isn't like a wet, hot American summer. We Everyone's what, aged, yeah. <laughs> and we're going to acknowledge that because all this time has passed. And so what were your expectations You know, before the show started? So what we've got, like what we've actually seen, while it's not what I was expecting, some degree of it is what I kind of thought it was going to be. I thought that like it would partially not take place in Twin Peaks. I did think that there was going to be a storyline with like the FBI people like Albert and even David Lynch's character uh Gordon Cole. I did think that there was going to be something that they were involved with like Cooper's storyline. And I thought mm-hmm. that that was going to be happening simultaneously with some new storylines in Twin Peaks with some new characters while kind of some of the old characters were still hanging around in the background. Yeah, I would say I I kind of agree with that. And in a certain way, some of what I expected has come to pass, which is a lot of my expectations started to be framed by the just insanely massive cast list that was put out there. So I remember saying something to you that, that you said you didn't feel this way, but I kind of thought that whatever was happening in Twin Peaks, and I know like I knew this was going to go all over the place, but... I kind of thought when Amanda Seyfried was added to the cast that she was going to be a main character in Twin Peaks because I thought more had kind of been made about her casting. And I kind of felt like... Are you sure that that wasn't just me making it? It's possible, yeah. <laughs> I was making a big deal uh, I remember... No, I do remember seeing like an article that like Amanda Seyfried was like kind of like the early kind of oddball star that had been added to the cast. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of like fits that look of like 
what you think a David Lynch girl would be. A Lynch victim. Like, a pretty girl who you could see, like, there's some darkness there, like, some <laughs> chaos in her life. And I, I don't know. I didn't think that it w- the show was going to be, like, about her, but I thought she was, might be, like, kind of a new Laura, but which there's, you know, glimpses of that. Well, in all fairness, I don't even know how much we even saw of her in the first four episodes. Yeah, she's not in the first four, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, um, well, her first her first appearance might have been in, like, the fourth or fifth, right? Yeah, that's possible. But, yeah, I mean, as far as, like, young actresses go, we had, like, Jane Levy and uh, Jessica Sazor, however you say her name, who's from Gossip Girl and... Um, Sky, Ferreira. Sky Ferreira and all these like you know 20 to 30 year old women who any of them could have been like the new Donna Laura yeah, Audrey yeah. Right. Shelley etc and all and out of, out of all of them Amanda Seyfried's probably <laughs> appeared the most yeah but yeah even and her role is definitely the most clearly right. defined we understand who she is at least but yeah I mean, that's the thing that I didn't really know going into it is that there weren't really going to be storylines the way we know them in classic film and TV. (laughs) (laughs) Like everything is kind of like these glimpses and these pieces, uh, like almost like fragments that you have to kind of add together. I mean, obviously, and we've it's like a puzzle. You're just given all these pieces and you try to put it together, but then you're getting all these pieces that don't fit and it's frustrating. <laughs> well, I will say that we, you know, in the time since the show has started, um we've kind of had endless discussions about all of these different things and there's That's the thing. It's so fun. And if you want to go like I, I can totally see you know, some people just totally not being in on Twin Peaks from the get-go. I can see people who are into the original show who kind of maybe were turned off by Firewalk with me and not digging this at all. And I can see people, you know, who kind of were into that other stuff and curious about this but kind of lost interest at some point. But there are definitely, like, us diehards out there who are just willing to go down the path. And if you're willing to go... It's this crazy, twisted thing that's unlike any other show or movie or media type thing that exists in that it's like truly a mystery and it's a mystery without clear resolution or is there a resolution? We don't know. Like all these pieces, like there's all these different theories and pieces and some of these things could mean everything to the whole story and be the most important thing or they could mean nothing at the same time and just be an interesting connection or an interesting symbolic thing or you never know and it's just like i would say that you know so our anticipation has been built up and built up and so we're getting ready for those first two episodes they decided to air to the first night and i mean i was like this is gonna be tough (laughs) <laughs> in retrospect it's easy to go to to think about these things now but basically almost from like the very like we did get a lot of the red room black lodge stuff pretty early right off and the, so that right bat, yeah. that made sense even though it, obviously that never makes sense if it you was know a I big mean. bummer for me though the amount of uh computer graphics that were being used right in the beginning because from the old show it's like you know, when they go into these weird little worlds, it's mostly yeah, real sets. So right. that which I like. 
<laughs> and so I, that kind of I was off put by a little bit, but I've I've adapted and moved on from. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely a more digital feel to the show, which. I mean, I'm assuming is inevitable uh, right. based on like all of the different places they seemingly filmed and this insane cast and all this other shit. I mean, I don't know how much more money they could have squeezed out of Showtime for this. But um, pretty early on, though, in that two-part opening night, you can see that whatever your expectations were, we're going to have to change or you were not going to be on board for this. Like it, yeah. you were going to have to you, you, you had to learn pretty quick. That if you were expecting a true revival in the sense that, hey, we're just going to bring back all the characters and uh, stories you love, that kind of thing, that was not what we were doing here. We were like, telling a what? completely new thing. In the first uh, two episodes, Matthew Lillard is going to be featured prominently <laughs> doing his best like revival of his character from Scream. Well, here's the thing. like. We talk, I mean, I mentioned that massive cast list, and there were definitely people on there where you really kind of shook your head and it was just, you could not picture them in Twin Peaks land. Here's another reason why I'm like really dumb. All these, I would see all these uh, musicians' names and stuff, and I was thinking that they were going to be acting. I didn't realize that there was going to be musical numbers at the end of every episode. <laughs> like, I would see like Sharon Van Etten and stuff, and I'd be like, oh, wow. But then I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know. Chris Isaac plays an FBI agent in Fire Walk with me, so I, you know Lynch just likes using musicians as. Actors. Well, yeah, and Sky Ferrero played a part. That's true. She yeah, wasn't a performer, but yeah, like Trent Reznor, like Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, yeah, it's episode. all just. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Eddie Vedder was on that list. Yeah, I think so, but so, he hasn't been on it. Yeah, to this point, um, that we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean we're dealing with our own like Black Lodge time. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's going to be people who actually listen to this episode who are really concerned with <laughs> what episodes have aired at the yeah. time we're recording. In fact, you know, we, we may record part two of this series before the next episode actually airs in real time, but we're not going to tell you which episode that is right now. But back to anyway, what so you this felt. cast list, you're looking at it, and you're like, two of the most fucked up names on it, you were like Matthew Lillard and James Belushi are in <laughs> yeah. this, and you're just like, What? And you know what? Both of them were great yeah, on yeah. the show. And it's like, it comes back to like that feeling I had when I saw like the cast list of Gone Girl. And you're like, Tyler Perry? Tyler Perry, Neil Patrick Harris, and the chick from the Blurred Lines video are in this movie. <laughs> what? Why did you scoff at that? <laughs> and it's just like, what kind of movie is this? And then you know what? Like, Fincher delivers and everything was great. And, you know, at so some point, you just have to trust that David Lynch knows what he's doing. He finds the right people. And I will say this. It's like not every episode so far has felt incredible like the moment it ends. Some have. There have been a couple of really great episodes oh, yeah. that like rank up there almost with like any of the Twin Peaks stuff so far. And then there's other ones where you're just like, what the fuck did I just watch? And then there's other ones where you're like, is there any point to this at all? God, that was boring, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, there's all these different reactions, and then at this point, you know, this far into the season, I've just been like, it's a guarantee that this is getting rewatched by oh, me tomorrow. Yeah. And I will say, <laughs> and I, it's like I've watched all of them multiple times. You've probably watched them more than me. Yeah, I have watched them all probably three times now. <laughs> um, but the struggle, 
that I was starting to feel during those first two episodes was a little bit like, wow, this is like he's really beating us down with these long scenes of like seemingly nothing happening. People just like looking at each other, not saying anything. (laughs) I will say, though, I will say Lynch and, you know, people could argue one way or the other, but it's almost like Lynch um, has brought in some inspiration from some stuff that's happened over the years and I feel like I would definitely say he's seen Nicholas Winding Refn's work. Oh yeah. Because he uses a lot of the musicians that have made the soundtracks for like Neon Demon and Drive and Lost River and then yeah. which is Oh Johnny Jules. Yeah. All those people have been involved in the soundtrack, the chromatics, et cetera, right. et cetera. And then like that feeling in those scenes is like very much like in drive or something where like the characters aren't saying a lot yeah. and it's a lot of looking at each other. And I will say though But maybe, you know, Refn was influenced by Lynch back who's and to forth. Say? Uh but I just mean the more that I watch these episodes, like the less of a grind the length of the scenes is. When I watch them the first time, I'm like, I, I think I have this anticipation that I want things yeah. to happen. There, I but think, then when I accept the world, it's like it doesn't even really bother me. It doesn't even jump out as being weird the second time through. Yeah, I mean, I think it takes a while. And I mean, I'm speaking for myself as well as like anybody else. Um, it takes if, a while for your expectations and anticipations to be like broken down and I mean changed. if there hadn't been nudity in that first episode how much of a chance was there that you were just out <laughs> I, <laughs> no I don't think there I don't think I would have been out yeah. but it definitely helped <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean honestly there hasn't been a ton of nudity only in like uh, two of the episodes really they and hit strong right off the bat yeah and it was great <laughs> I will say that it was some great stuff but Jade Oof. good lord hello Hello. <laughs> um, you know, and we're going to, I think, get more into a couple of the specific things going on in this season in part two. And ultimately, I think all of the parts that we end up doing on uh, Twin Peaks through Give Us a Second are just going to be gush fest talking about how great David Lynch and Twin Peaks are. Yeah. Although it is completely possible that when we do our final recap of everything oh, that we're gonna be we, pissed we'll be singing a different tune <laughs> we're gonna be like you know what <laughs> this is a waste of time and anybody who <laughs> well it'll fit the david lynch world the duality between this <laughs> podcast and that one i mean i'm so in though i think i'm pretty sure that no matter what happens that i'm gonna be pretty you know enthused about it and you never know i mean who would have thought there would be this third season, this revival? So I wouldn't, I would, I would definitely not say like, hey, there will never be anything more Twin Peaks after this. I mean, who I'd knows? I'd be surprised. You can never. Yeah. In three years, it might be like, yeah, I'm doing a movie now. <laughs> you know, you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> like it just, you never know. Like it's, who knows what what could happen? Uh, I, is David Lynch doing any more Twin Peaks? And someone's just like, he's dead. <laughs> well, it's just like. I could never, just knowing the little bit that I knew about Lynch, you know, before this whole thing got announced and started happening, I would have never have imagined that he would be like, yeah, I'm going to do an 18-episode revival of Twin Peaks. Well, yeah, like, it just especially never would with have just, like, the me. lack of things that he's been doing from a movie standpoint over the past 10 years. Yeah. 
All right. Um, you know, just for everybody's sanity, we like to keep these give us a second episode short. It differentiates them from the main episodes. Uh, you will be getting a regular full-length episode very shortly. Uh, we wanted to give you a little bit of a break after that massive, massive return last week. Oh, yeah. Speaking of revival. So, you know, catch your breath. Uh, catch up on those um, previous episodes. Follow us on Twitter at Greatest Pod. Uh, continue to tell your friends, spread the love, spread the word. And uh, thanks for listening, as always. And uh, we'll see you next time.